Could it be that your favorite morning show friends, Dave and Darren, are about to do another Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things podcast? Get out the tape measure, it's gone. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to a review of what we got done on our morning show. You can hear it live uh, at Planet 93.9 and online at Planet939.com. Oh, you're wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Listening to it live is a lot of fun, but this is also uh, an enjoyable way to uh, partake. Hands-free listening. (laughs) We're proud to offer the Uh hands-free option. Yeah. These are the top five things that we got done on the show, and we'll start with number one. one. Number one. Number one. Number one. 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 Number one. TikTok doing its best to uh, remove more and more stupid people from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. There's a new uh, trend on TikTok, and the idea is this. If you're a mouth breather, mm-hmm. what you need to do to stop mouth breathing at night is just tape your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and sleep experts are begging you. That'll, do fix, not, do that'll not. fix it. Yeah. Stop the snoring. And make sure you put that tape on good. Oh, good yeah. and tight. Yeah, not, like around your head. Not scotch tape. Not the sort of thing. Duck you, tape. Not the sort of thing you can get off quickly. TikTok spreading yet another potentially dangerous idea. Taping your lips shut to stop mouth breathing at night. Sleep specialists say if you have obstructive sleep apnea, it can be very dangerous. Uh Obstructive sleep apnea, which is the complete or partial collapse of the airway, one of the most common and dangerous sleep disorders. Uh, They say that between the ages of 30 and 69, right now there are a billion people on planet Earth that have this. A billion. Can you imagine putting industrial strength... (laughs) duct tape around your face, around your mouth, five or six times? Well, I'd get a good night's sleep. The best night's sleep. I mean with the beard. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then try to take it off? Well, if I just did one, the way my hair grows by the time I woke up... It would have, yeah, consumed the tape. Yeah. No, that's not good. Dave's kind of quiet today. What gives? Uh, someone's suggesting here that you should talk to your healthcare provider before you attempt to tape your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go right ahead and do that and see what sort of look you get. One young woman on TikTok touts the benefit of beauty sleep as one reason that she imprisons her lips every night. She says on the TikTok here, quote, I tape my mouth shut every single day. Sleeping properly is really important to anti-aging and looking and feeling your best. Why don't you... Oh, you won't age. In fact, you'll be done aging. How about that? Why don't you tape it right now? (laughs) Do it. Do it when you wake up. That would be be more helpful to the rest of us. Sleep with your mouth open during sleep. She says, I know there's lots of fancy mouth taping tapes on the market, but you don't need it. You just need this little square right here across the lip. Fancy mouth taping tapes on the market? I was not aware that Is was Is there a, a thing. boutique for that? <laughs> of course, all of this is, is ridiculous. But it's another one of these challenges, and people see them, and then they do them. One woman on TikTok says... She can't even recall why she started to tape her mouth at night. Quote. But I love it. Quote. Truth be told, I don't know. I saw it on TikTok and I can't remember what the benefits were. 
but it helps me stay asleep. Mouth taping is not new. People have been searching for years uh, for ways to keep their mouth shut at night. Mouth breathing, breathing can lead to a snoring, and it also makes you thirsty. You wake up with a bad breath and dry mouth. Uh, breathing this way is linked to gum disease. You don't want that. Or malocution, where the upper and lower teeth don't align. Not the, it's, it's not the best idea to, uh, to tape your mouth shut. You want to... You want to, you want, but it's also, you know, it's a good idea to breathe through your nose when you sleep. But yeah, uh, talk to a doctor about any of this stuff. Check first for sleep apnea and see if they can come up with a way to help you that won't, you know, potentially kill you. Mouth breathing often linked to allergies, colds, and chronic nasal congestion. All right, well, I'm not here making a case for mouth breathing, but I am making a case for not suffocating at night because of something you saw on TikTok. Two. 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 Two spooky stories for you here. Oh, boy. Well, not really spooky. Just um, scary. 44-year-old California man dead after jumping off a pier in Huntington Beach, California. Uh, he was jumping after a woman jumped in. The victim identified as Fenton D. the Third. Friends called him Chip. According to the authorities, the police were called to the pier at 6.30 p.m. on Sunday in response to reports of a man and a woman who had jumped into the water. The 36-year-old woman who was with D. survived the leap and was able to swim ashore unharmed. D., however, mm-hmm. no. But now he's dead. Rescued from the ocean by surfers, then taken to the hospital where he later succumbed to his injuries. Medical examiner will now perform an autopsy and perform toxicology tests to determine the exact cause of death. They say that these two jumped into the ocean from 40 feet off the pier for fun. No foul play was was suspected. But witnesses will be interviewed as part of the death investigation. Marine safety officials say pier jumping is strictly prohibited in Huntington Beach because of the constantly changing ocean and surf conditions. Whenever anyone jumps off the pier, they have to review it, Mm -hmm. just like uh, any touchdown in the NFL. (laughs) Yes. The uh, family now uh, launching a fundraiser to help his parents lay him to rest. Oh, boy. Meanwhile, in Indonesia, uh, story of a grandma who went missing. Grandma was out in, this is in part of Indonesia, the Jambi province. Uh, Grandma failed to return from collecting rubber from a plantation. Where's Grandma? How come my grandma hasn't come back? Grandma bought a rubber. Grandma was collecting rubber, and um, during the course of her rubber collecting, apparently... Yeah, I bet she did. I bet she did. Apparently something happened, and uh, that something is she was swallowed whole by a 22-foot-long python. What? We found Grandma. 
Good news. No bite. We, no bite marks. We know where Grandma <laughs> is. That's the good news. Uh, the victim identified here as Jahara failed to return from collecting rubber. Her husband searched the area, but only could find his wife's sandals, jacket, headscarf, and knife. That's according to the Jambi police chief. So Grandpa returned. Watching the Indonesian Powerball. Wonder where my wife is. Scare me after death. I saw that 22-foot-long python. Husband searched the area, returned to the same area with a search party the next day when they stumbled across the giant snake with a swollen midsection. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I've got good news. I've got bad news. The good news? You don't think she's in there, do you? No bite marks. <laughs> no. They stumbled across the giant snake with a swollen midsection where it had eaten something large, police confirmed. Video shows a volunteer carefully using a branch to pin the python's head down as other members of the group started bashing it just above the swollen area. Yeah, don't what? bash the swollen area. Are you trying to get it to choke it up? Then on the video, you can see the villagers very carefully slicing the python open. Ugh. Revealing the missing body of Grandma. There's a big snake hanging right uh, on top of the gate. Uh, someone who was there telling the press, quote, everyone was astonished. And this is the scene that they cut out of Anaconda it when they throw up John Voight. It turned out that the woman we were looking for was in the snake's stomach. They say that the snake likely bit Grandma and then suffocated her by wrapping itself around her before swallowing her whole. It would have taken at least two hours. Wow. 22 feet is long, but not the record. They say in that village, a 27-foot-long python was previously spotted. You mean Grandma's not even going to get in the record books for this? No. Couldn't even set a record. The 27-foot python, by the way, got away leaving locals worried that there are bigger snakes still out there somewhere in the forest waiting to eat your grandmother and swallow her whole. Take that. Here's the snake, and there's Grandma uh, in the middle of that. Uh, uh, yeah. That's not great. Uh, bad decisions were made by everyone involved. Including the snake. Including the snake. If you were planning on traveling to Stockholm to visit the aquarium, I've got bad news. It's closed. And the uh, fish out there at the uh, <laughs> at the gate should have told you. <laughs> if you were planning to visit the Wisconsin Aquarium, they're in Stockholm. Uh, it's closed until further notice. Because an eight-foot-long king cobra has managed to escape. It's somewhere in the aquarium, they think. Very elapid. <laughs> There's a big snake hanging right uh, on top of the gate. The zoo's director, Jonas Wallstrom, tells reporters that the snake has been dubbed Houdini after slipping through a light fixture in the terrarium ceiling. While its bite can be deadly within hours... They're confident this snake poses little danger. It's venomous, they say, but not aggressive. Boy, that's... 
Same. So, sounds like a danger to me. <laughs> Venomous, but not aggressive. There's nothing worse than a passive-aggressive cobra. Uh-huh. He says, there's no chance this thing will go outside, because in the cold Swedish climate, it would doze off almost immediately. The male cobra was a new addition to the terranium, brought in with the intention of breeding with another snake. Apparently, uh, Houdini's not interested in doing that. Houdini does Houdini. not want to mate with another snake. Houdini gets Talk me sleepy. Out of it. No, 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 no. Get off me. Jeez. He turned out to be very curious, they say, and very clever. The staff recently replaced the Terranium's usual light bulbs, the usual, you know, snake lights that they have in there, with low-energy bulbs. Snake lights? Where can I get those? <laughs> Are those available at Home Depot? And true hardware stores. Uh-huh. I'm Pat Summerall. <laughs> Make sure you tell him Pat Summerall sent you. Up yeah, next, murder, the, she wrote. For the snake lights. So, yeah, they went with these low-energy bulbs. The old light was so hot that no snake wanted to get close, they said. But now it's not hot at all, and the new King Cobra discovered that the light wasn't hot and managed to push itself out of the terrarium there. Yeah, I could go for some snake lighting. A bite? <laughs> that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, right? I was looking at some old advertisements from like the 20s and 30s, and there's one where it's UV bulbs that you can have in your house, uh -huh. and this woman has like a newborn baby in her house, and she's just sunning the baby so it has a beautiful tan. Well, it's important, and bleach its teeth. All right. And that baby would grow up to be... <laughs> Raji! <laughs> That's right, baby sugar teeth. You're coming with me. <laughs> I was being uh -huh. I was being spray tanned before I could walk. A bystander, by the way, managed to catch Houdini the cobra's escape on video, so you can watch the snake gradually squeezing its way out of the enclosure. Hey, hey thanks for the heads up. Oh, I guess I should have mentioned that. <laughs> Um, Check out this bitchin' video I got of a snake getting out of its cage. It's constantly yawning. <laughs> a zoo visitor is asking then, on the, when you watch the video, a zoo visitor is asking, is it safe to be here? And someone from the zoo says, no, but we're working on it. We're aware that there's a deadly cobra out. We're, we're going to work on it. The cobra reportedly then ventured into the ceiling pipes, and they think that's where it remains. But the fact that they don't have a definite answer where the snake is right now... Yeah. <laughs> they've used a number of tactics to try and catch Houdini the snake, spreading flour on the floor, and installing fiber-optic cameras to track its whereabouts. I guess you put flour on the floor to see where the snake tracks are? Easy now. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing. Easy. Cobras prefer a temperature around 86 degrees. It is much colder than that up in the ceiling where this snake is currently hanging out. So they think it's probably up there just catching some Zs. It's too cold to be up there. You had it good until you... Until you didn't. Fooled around and, yeah, got out of your, got out of your enclosure. I gotta, sh I gotta show you this advertisement with this baby where it's like, 
put your put the UV light right on your baby, and your baby will have a beautiful tan all day long. Give your kid eczema as as soon as you can. Well, best of luck to the folks in Stockholm tracking down Houdini the snake. He might be right outside the gate. Number three. 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 We, from time to time, will share with you stories from a Reddit where people are asking other people uh, if they are in the wrong. And from time to time, we like to share with you people writing to advice columnists. That's still a thing. You Mm -hmm. can ask total strangers who are not really, you know... Necessarily qualified. Necessarily qualified, or you can ask these advice columnists. I have two in particular I wanted to share with you. Uh, This is somebody writing into Slate with a question. What should I do after my cousin reacted badly to my bridal shower gift? Hang on to your hat for this one. Okay. My uncle died from COVID last year. We were not close, but his death really affected me. Mm -hmm. I'm pregnant. I'm a single mom. And I recently learned that I'm having a boy. So I decided I'm going to give my son my uncle's name. Okay. My cousin, that would be the late uncle's daughter, is getting right. married. And I announced my name choice at her bridal shower as a way of uh, saving all my cash for the baby. I didn't have any money as a gift. So my announcement that I was, was honoring her father was my gift to her. Which I thought was pretty sweet. <laughs> My bridal shower gift was an announcement that I'm naming the baby after her dad. And there's your gift. <laughs> she acted strange for a minute. Uh-huh. And then the party went on. A few days later, she called me and was furious that I was stealing the name. She said she wanted the name for her future child, and it wasn't fair that I was stealing her father's name while I was pregnant after a one-night stand, which is true. <laughs> she whereas, nailed that. Where is she his... Actual daughter was doing things in the right order. She also said she was frustrated with the number of concessions she had made for me in her wedding planning. Being pregnant, I'm very COVID conscious, and she moved the ceremony outside and instituted a vaccine policy for the reception just for me. Mm -hmm. She said I ruined her shower, and then I stole the name, and that she wasn't going to let me wreck her wedding too. She told me I could change the baby's name or I could stay home for the wedding. What am I supposed to do? I'm leaning towards skipping the wedding. I was thinking of staying home anyway, depending on what COVID numbers are doing the week before. I saw, but I the see, rest. I see what you did here. But the rest of the family wants me to change the name to keep the peace. Do they say what the name is? Is it a pretty common name? They don't. They don't. They keep that. Uh, they keep that ambiguous. I don't have money for a present, but your dad, who I was not close with, I'll be naming this baby after him. And that's your present for the bridal shower. Thanks for having me, everybody. The advice columnist for Slate uh, is Janae Desmond Harris. And she tells the letter writer, uh, you can keep the name for your baby and you can skip the wedding. Uh, But she says here, the only part she's right about is your announcement was not an appropriate gift. If you, if you don't have money for a present, something homemade like a card or a service like organizing a meal train would have been more thoughtful and less self-absorbed. Everyone, here's the present. Are you all sitting down for this? I think it might be. Mm-hmm. 
and this is just my suggestion. Yeah. It might be easier for you. Yeah. To stay home. Yeah. And change the name. <laughs> Do both. Do both. Yeah. Do both. I mean, it, it, it's probably going to be easier on you. And then this is one. Uh, they wrote an advice columnist here. Um, should I tell my coworker her performance in a local theater production wasn't any good? <laughs> Boy, you stink. My coworker invited me to see her perform at a local theater production. Uh-huh. She was so excited about it. Yeah. And I gathered a small group of people at work to attend. The production was okay, but my coworker wasn't good. <laughs> the whole thing. Well, was- if that's the case and everyone that you took there knows that, why don't you leave it to them? <laughs> the whole thing, the writer continues here, the whole thing was only fine, which made the evening really awkward. I congratulated her on a great evening, but I felt like I was lying. Uh, what should I say to her? I don't want to hurt her feelings, but I feel uncomfortable telling her how great she did when that is hardly the truth. <laughs> how do I handle this? You know who we should ask about this? <laughs> who? Mike Schultz. Oh. Oh. Yeah, this is Because a- how does he go about that? When he goes mm-hmm. and sees... Now... It, Maybe he's never had to deal with it. Maybe uh, when... Oh, he's he's done reviews of live local performances. No, I understand that, of live local performances. Yeah. But live local performances of friends. Gosh, I wonder how that... Yeah, because he's in that... I mean, he is an actor and a director. It's one thing to write, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's one thing to just be a professional theater critic. Yes, and and here's your review. Yeah. But if you've got people in there Hmm. that you know, and Hmm. I'm sure he does. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and it's probably easy for him if it's like, no, they were good. Mm -hmm. But what if they're not? God, I pray they're good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll just say I've never done community theater but in doing comedy sports people Here we are, people go. are always very very kind well but, yes but i think that's just being polite, polite right Polite, but i mean even if it's not that great you still say hey you know way to go right way to go that took well you know what you could say <laughs> that was something you know, else you know what my review would be <laughs> yeah what if you ever came what would it be hey that was something else <laughs> that takes a lot of nerve what a perfect thing to say. Uh-huh. It sounds like a compliment. Yeah. But, you know. Well, hey, you know, way to go. Boy, you got a lot that of takes, nerve to that do that. a lot of nerve to do what you just did. <laughs> That's the perfect <laughs> thing to say. I really. I couldn't I, have done that. Wow, you've got some nerve to do that. I tell you huh? what, I, I would have never got up there and done that. Uh, wow. Yeah, that. Now, see, as a performer, that I would take that as At a compliment. first you would. Well, and yeah. And then it's like, wait a minute. What did he mean by that? Wait a minute, I got a lot of nerve to what does that mean? go up there and perform like that. That really took some nerve to go up there and do that. That takes a sort of nerve. Thank ner- you. That takes, a sort of, that takes a sort of nerve I don't have. Harriet, the advice columnist, says here, uh, chances are you're not a professional theater critic. You're a supporter. Yeah. Remember your role. Without lying, you can congratulate your friend on... Going for it. Yes. See? Putting herself out there. See? And doing something she loves. You really put yourself out there. Yeah. That's a nice thing to say. Yeah. And it's honest. 
It's great to see that you're doing something that you love. Yes. Yeah, that is the way to handle it. Leave it up. Leave it up to the other people that you brought. The fact to that tell she, them you're lousy. The fact that she made the effort, pushed past any insecurities, and got up on stage to perform is an accomplishment. She may never win a Tony, and that's just fine. It is. Do an not critique her performance or otherwise point fingers at the quality of her work. Stay focused on her achievement for effort. That's great advice, and it almost echoes exactly what you say. Yeah, you just used a couple different words. I tell you what, that, that takes took real some nerve. nerve. You really seem to be having fun up there. <laughs> I've heard that a couple times. <laughs> and now I'm I'm replaying that tape in my head and it's kind of hurtful. Because we the weren't having any, have... we weren't having any fun here watching it. Boy, I could never do that. People say that a lot to yeah, me. Do they? Yes. Now I'm wondering as I replay all what I thought were compliments. I'd never put myself through that. Yeah, like, a lot of times people will say, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Which, Which is now like, that I think about it. How can you put up, how can you stand that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, well, no. Now, you guys are going to be doing that again here soon, right? Yeah, opening, well, opening night's uh, Friday the 11th. Okay, great. Now, just now be a little more conscious about Oh, no. <laughs> The comments well, you get. But see, now that I know this, I'm going to ask for more specifics. Like if you yeah. say that Did took a lot like of nerve, it? you enjoyed it, right? Oh, maybe I don't want to know that, though. Maybe I don't want to ask yeah, that. Yeah, you might want to leave well enough alone. Oh, no. But if you start hearing, uh huh, I don't see how you can do that sort of thing. <laughs> Take take the sort of I, mean, take the, I don't see how you could do that sort of thing. I think I could unpack that take, in the moment as to what you're really saying. Takes the sort of uh, take this. It takes the sort of balls I don't have to see, get up there and do that in see, front of people. I think I would take that as a compliment. You go right ahead and, and you're, take it as a compliment. You're being honest. You're being supportive. Yeah. to an extent. To a degree. <laughs> to a degree, you're comfortable with. I don't want you calling me a liar. <laughs> I'm not as good an actor as, well, not you. I wouldn't use you as an example. 818. I guess what? You just get up there and pretend like when you were a kid or something? Yeah, yeah that's the, that's the, that's nuts, the, idea? And, just try that's the nuts and bolts of it. Number four. 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 Michigan woman's in trouble for not scanning everything at the self-checkout line. Uh-huh. This has got to be happening at every Walmart in America, and I'm guessing it's probably happening all the time. They can't be saving enough money to not pay cashiers for it to make any sense. 34-year-old Teddy Joe Marie Flyam was using the self-checkout lane at a Michigan Walmart in Alpena County when the loss prevention workers noticed she wasn't scanning every item that she put in the bag. Okay, so it's not a matter of missing one. It's like every third or fourth one I'll scan. <laughs> yep. Charged after allegedly stealing items from the Walmart by not scanning all of the items there at the self-checkout, she became agitated and denied she was skipping items when confronted by a loss prevention I am not. worker. Well, then let's take a look at your bag. Oh. And now let's take a look at your receipts. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, you do have proof. You do. <laughs> I guess you've got receipts. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. She said, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, the incident caused the store to review its surveillance footage, which showed that since April, 
She had stolen more than $1,000 in merchandise by not scanning it. The self-checkout is the best. She's been at it a while, apparently. Arrested at her home and now charged with first-degree retail fraud. You can steal $1,000 before they do anything about it? I guess they didn't didn't feel the need to review the surveillance footage until they caught her that one time. And again, this... This speaks to something that I, I, I just, I can't make this point enough. If she would have stopped when she was ahead. Yeah, but she didn't know when to stop. Ah, it just seems to me like if you're, if you're, if you got $900 worth of free stuff from Walmart. You should be us, satisfied with that. Yes. The Alpena County, Michigan, Walmart's loss prevention team has recently begun to crack down on thefts at the self-checkout. I would say if I was working in loss prevention... Now, in my time in retail, I never got to do loss prevention. You would have loved that. I would have, too. I would have been good at it. Because you'd have just sidled up by somebody. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. No, I... I, You didn't even hear me. You don't even see me. You don't even know what's going on. Look at me. I'm the white shadow. You don't know where I'm at. Why is that guy wearing moccasins? That's right. If, if Moccasins if, and no cologne. If I were in loss prevention at a retail outlet and they had self-checkout, mm-hmm. that would be where I'd spend oh, all yeah. of my time. Constantly, with your head on a swivel. Right? They've recently begun to crack down on thefts at the self-checkout. Michigan State Police recording two similar incidents in which people were arrested after swapping barcodes while checking out items. Walmart has begun to use artificial intelligence to crack down on self-checkout thefts, using cameras to make sure that every item that's bagged has been scanned. The system is known as Missed Scan Detection. It can monitor both self- and manned checkout stations and report potential missed scans to an attendant who can investigate. Can I also offer this? It's entirely possible that you could accidentally forget to scan something. Yeah, a thing, but right. not like every... F- <laughs> no. No, when you're scanning the frozen peas, but oops, I didn't scan the flat-screen television. <laughs> right. I mean, what makes sense makes sense. A Walmart spokesperson saying here, Walmart is making a true investment to ensure the safety of our customers and associates. Over the last three years, the company has invested over half a billion dollars in an effort to prevent, reduce, and deter crime in our stores and parking lots. We are continuously investing in people, programs, and technology to keep our stores and communities safe. You're not investing in people, though, when you're asking us to be the checkout I can't imagine getting anywhere sniffing, getting anywhere close to Walmart now that we're getting closer to the holiday season. Oh, my gosh. Not a chance. Right? No way. Just, where they're expecting people to check out themselves. It's not just Walmart, though. It's the grocery store. I understand that. But still. In a study... Walmart doing it? Mm-mm. There was a study that a coupon company did earlier this year. And in this study, it was more of a survey than a study, they asked people, have you ever stolen something at a self-checkout? And almost 20% of customers said, yeah, no, I've stolen at the self-checkout. And the other 80... One in five! The other 80% were lying. (laughs) 
unexpected item in the bagging area. Please place item in the bag. Come on. Please, come help, help me to help you. Just have somebody there to scan it for us. 67% of us say we've experienced failure at the self-checkout lane. Errors at the kiosks are so common that there are memes about them. You would expect the self-checkout experience to be flawless by now, but we are not there at all. These machines are expensive to install. They often break down. I find that interesting, too. When you look at the self-checkout lane, notice how many of them aren't turned on. Notice yeah. how many of them don't have the green light. Or they've got a flashing light. <laughs> right. Although sometimes I've used the one with the flashing light, and they are operational. Really? Yeah. You'll go to one that's flashing, uh -huh. and it works just it's like, fine. I'm going to get right through this. I'll be just fine. Hmm. Now, if you were one of the self-checkout cops, yeah, would you wear like mirror sunglasses? Oh, um, and like short pants. You want you want me to like Lieutenant Dangle the whole thing? <laughs> no, I don't know that I'd wear shades. The thing about loss prevention is you need to look as much like a regular customer as everybody else. Well, the moccasins would give you away. Well, would they though? The moccasins serve two purposes: the fact that they're up to your knees. <laughs> I'm wearing thigh-high moccasins. Uh -huh. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think of this? You Are you ready, boys? Start walking. <laughs> Put on a little floor show for everybody here in the uh -huh. notions department of our retail store. We hope you enjoy what you see. Yeah, I just—it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Doesn't seem like it. No. No, Walmart, Kroger, and Dollar General are all piloting exclusively self-checkout stores. Costco and Albertsons have brought self-checkout back after removing it a couple of years ago. And, of course, Amazon has that whole concept, the Amazon Go Store, where there's not a single person in there. But they're able to scan everything. Like the Amazon store, when you go into a, an Amazon convenience store, and you walk out of there, it scans as you leave, and it instantly knows to, to hey, take pal. it out of your account. Yeah? Hey, buddy. Just, I just doesn't... I don't get it. I don't get it. And then it's, it's faster until it isn't, you know? Like, if there's a lot of people in line for the well, having an actual person check you out, I'll use the self-checkout, and then I will notice that... It's okay now. I've got an issue, and the lights flashing, and I got to wait for somebody to come and help yes. me. After all, and the people that were in line are now moving through the line, and now they're out of the store, some and I'm still us, standing some there. Some of us are quicker than others. Five, 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 number five. I know that you, Darren, do a lot of walking, usually with a dog, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Do you ever do any walking just by yourself without yep. a dog? Yeah, if I want to go farther. Yeah. How long do you go for when you? Uh, if I was to walk? go for a, a long walk, yeah, just by yourself, just a just a walk, an hour. That's about my limit. A buddy of mine was telling me that he does something. It's called the twelve hour walk. No, I'm not doing that. That's that that's when you're stranded in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did it the other day, the twelve hour walk, and the idea is. It doesn't matter how far you walk. It can be one mile. It can be ten. Uh, the goal is to push yourself beyond what you think you're capable of doing. Uh, this guy wrote a book, and he wants uh, 10 million people to do this. So a friend of mine did this. 
You put your phone on airplane mode and you just walk for 12 hours. You don't ever look at your phone. You're just walking and just breathing and being. It seems like a like a cool idea. Does he have a job? Yeah, yeah. yeah he did this on a, on a weekend. Oh, boy, no. That eats up a lot of a weekend. <laughs> it's your whole day. Yeah, it would be... I don't know. I think it's something I'd like to try. Although it's getting a little cold to be walking around for 12 well, hours. Well, this would be my suggestion to yeah. you. Yeah. If you're going to do this, mm-hmm. turn around at six hours. <laughs> That's Otherwise... How am I going to know, though? I'm uh, not looking at my phone. Well, you just sense just, it. Just, I, well, well, if I go by my sense, I'll be back in 45 minutes. Yeah. That sure felt like 12 hours. That, that was not 12 hours? How's this for a bad idea? The World Cup, as you know, is going to be happening here. Uh-huh. The end of November, right around Thanksgiving. That's when the World Cup will happen. Normally, this is something that they do in the summertime, but because they had the brilliant idea to have the World Cup in Qatar, where the temperature right now is something like 300 degrees, mm-hmm. they had to move it to later in the year. I'm not willing to make those concessions, so I won't be watching. Mm, yeah, I, I don't know other than the Americans uh, if I'll be watching much of anything. This guy from Spain made it his, his dream and his purpose to walk from Madrid to Qatar for the 2020 World Cup. Santiago that's good, Sanchez. That's a good way to go missing. Well, <laughs> you figured it out, didn't you? <laughs> Did I? Of course. Uh-huh, of course. Santiago Sanchez is now missing. Where is Santiago Sanchez? <laughs> Where in the world is Santiago Sanchez? Santiago Sanchez, an experienced trekker, former paratrooper, and fervent soccer fan, last seen in Iraq after hiking through 15 countries mm-hmm. and extensively sharing his journey on an Instagram account over the past nine months. Letting people know where you're going to be next? Yeah. Yeah, oh. he was last heard from a day after he crossed the Iraq-Iran border. Yeah. Missing in Iran. His plan was to go to Tehran, the capital of Iran. They're going through yeah, some stuff right now. Because nothing's happening there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. It wasn't a good idea to to go walking through Iraq and Iran without the unrest that's happening there. But now they're not going to put up with this idea of you just walking through their country. Probably not. Uh, The idea, he says, of the journey is to motivate and inspire other people to show... To be idiots like me. To show that they can go very far with very little. Yeah, I mean, here I was just a soccer fan in Madrid, and now I'm going to get to rot the rest of my life away in a Tehran prison. I'm more impressed with the guy over in England who walked a marathon or ran a marathon on the top of his house or on the top of his apartment building. Remember that one? That was something during the pandemic, yes. right? Let me ask you this. Why couldn't he run outside during the pandemic? That doesn't make a lot of sense. That, that's true. You, there was there was nothing stopping you from running alone outside. No. Sanchez's family last heard from him in an audio message on October 2nd. That was the day after he crossed the Iraq-Iran border. He planned to go to Tehran, 
where a TV station was waiting to interview him. I bet they were. His next step would have been Bandar Abbas, a port in southern Iran, where he would travel by boat then to Qatar. His mom says, quote, we are deeply worried. We can't stop crying, my husband and I. Sanchez's parents reported him missing on October 17th. They say that uh, Spanish police and diplomats are helping the family. Mom says here, after a few days, we didn't worry about him not posting. It matched what he had said. But after eight or nine days, my daughter and his closest friends, we already began to think that we had to report his disappearance. Spain's foreign ministry says they have no information about Sanchez's whereabouts, adding that the Spanish ambassador to Tehran was handling things. Calls to the Iranian foreign ministry seeking comment not being returned. No, we don't know where he is and we're done looking. This guy spent time in Iran in 2019 when he biked a similar route to get from Madrid to Saudi Arabia. What are you doing? Do you remember there was the American couple and they brought their kids with them and they wanted to go hiking mm-hmm. and then they got caught by... Uh, yeah. Was it the Taliban or was it uh, Al-Qaeda? Plenty of places to go hiking here. You don't need to go hiking in Iran for Christ. I don't know if it's the world's best idea to walk the bridge from uh, <laughs> Illinois to Iowa. Well, you can't at the moment. They're grinding well, down see, some the, of the joints. See, there you go. Yeah, not a great idea. I now I <laughs> took I took the sign. <laughs> I have walked that bridge, and it's wonderful. Uh-huh. That's something every Quad Cityan should do at least once. It's great when it's not closed. For the grinding. But this idea of walking from Spain to Qatar, I mean, what do you what do you what did you think was gonna happen? How did you see this ending? And then how does he get home? Well, and I hate to break this to you too. Mm-hmm. There's no beer at the games. So <laughs> what? Yeah, the heat. My God, the heat. But if what? You, if you go to the concession stands, mm, not so much. What do they have for concessions? They don't know. What do they just have, like, milk? They will be serving beer at the World Cup. That's, what you've said is not true. Okay, I, I, okay. then I was wrong. They, they announced that fans <laughs> will be allowed to buy Budweiser, with al- and, and, with, uh, Budweiser beer with alcohol within eight stadium compounds, right. but not at the concourse concession stands they'll have like a fan festival that you can go to they have finalized this policy to serve beer with alcohol to fans at stadiums and fan zones in Qatar this is uh restricted yeah well there's gonna be a, there's gonna be somebody that wanders into a zone with a beer in his hand and they're gonna cut off his hand aren't they Budweiser has been the exclusive World Cup beer since 1986 and parent company AB InBev renewed its deal through this year with FIFA in a uh, 2011 signing after Qatar was confirmed as the host for this year's World Cup. So Budweiser will be sold within the stadium perimeter prior to kickoff and after the final whistle. So you can you can drink before and after the game at the stadium, but not during the game? 
ridiculous. Inside the stadium, bowl ticket holders will have access to non-alcoholic Budweiser Zero. And then regular Budweiser will be available again to purchase after 6.30. But only in your room. I mean, if, you, if, they, if they would just drink, I think it'd be a lot more fun over there. That's, that's my plan to promote world peace. You guys need to cut it off with this whole no drinking thing. That's, that's not doing anybody any good. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. And there you go. Those were the top five something. things. It was. It was a thing. And it, we told you we were going to do it. We, we did it. We did it. And now it is done. Thanks for listening, uh, downloading, subscribing, and leaving a review. We'll have another episode of the Top 5 Things for you soon. In the meantime, you can always check us out live 5.30 until 10 a.m. at Planet 93.9. Until we get a chance to do this for you again, hang loose, kooks! And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davin Ford, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on. And it just don't stop. East Smolene, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. Bing bong. Goodbye, sir. I'm proud of you, fellas. You all kept your head on a swivel, and that's what you gotta do when you find yourself in a vicious cockfight. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.